Welcome everyone back to the post-game broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And UCLA just did a thing it hasn't done in 14 years, and that is beat Stanford when they are not playing an unplayable quarterback at quarterback. Uh, yes, two years ago, the Bruins did indeed beat Stanford, but they were playing Jack West. That's all we're going to say about that. Uh, this game, uh, Stanford was playing a legitimate uh, Power 5 talent at quarterback in Tanner McKee. Um, and despite some <laughs> late drama, uh, the Bruins um, walked away with what will look like, what will go down as, a fairly comfortable 35-24 win. It was anything but, uh, especially in that fourth quarter. Um, but UCLA essentially iced the game with, I think it was about a seven-minute drive. Um, at the very end, Dorian Thompson-Robinson showed some guttiness. Um, he was clearly dealing with some sort of shoulder or arm injury uh, for most of the second half, um, but led the Bruins down for the um, uh, the dagger touchdown uh, and threw a really nice ball to Kyle Phillips for the touchdown uh, to put the Bruins ahead 35-24. Um, David Shaw used his timeouts extremely oddly. Uh, on UCLA's last drive, um, burning a couple of them on um, really a strange situation where he there was still like four and a half minutes to go, um, and it wasn't yet first and goal, which I don't I don't think I've seen that done before. Anyway, um, UCLA uh, really leaned on its running game in this one. There were a couple of interesting things there. Um, they drastically changed the usage at running back Zach Charbonnet was the bell cow in this one. He carried the ball 20-plus times. Um, we don't have accurate stats on the game yet because the um, the stat broadcast site is down, so those will have to wait a minute. But they were using Charbonnet a ton. I think he had uh, must have been almost 30 touches um, between the catches on the little swings and dump-offs. And then the carries, uh, yeah, he's he, he, he. I like Britton Brown a lot, but I think Charbonnet's got to be your uh, your lion's share of carries going forward. Um, Brown was good in this one too, um, but Charbonnet, you're getting an extra burst along with all of that physicality, and his vision is just it's otherworldly um, at the line of scrimmage. So nice to see them make that move. Um, Another really big game for Kyle Phillips after a big game last week. Um, he's breaking out a little bit, um, and it wasn't just in the receiving game. Uh, he did some great work as a punt returner as well. Um, yeah, he, he looked really good. Uh, that touchdown catch, I think he showed everyone that he's got legit jets because um, he pretty much ran away from the defensive backs in uh, Stanford secondary, um, and that's a pretty decent secondary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean this this game was it, it wasn't um 35 consistent points, we'll say. Uh the Bruins kept shooting themselves in the foot a little bit. Um same deal as uh as last week. Uh not turnovers wise, but just you know, would drive down and then uh they missed a field goal or would drive down and then stall out at the 40ish um where they were maybe in go for it range. Um, and Dorian Thompson Robinson, I don't think he was particularly sharp early. Once again, I think he was better in the second half than he was in the first half, which has been kind of, been kind of a theme this year. Uh, he did some truly strange stuff in the first half. Um, the, uh, illegal forward pass was honestly one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Um, where it was like a, I think it was like a second and 17 or third and 17 or something. And he ran up 
basically to the original marker. Um, so it was essentially seven yards past the line of scrimmage before he threw the ball, which, uh, you know, I guess you can get confused on that. I don't know. That was uh, that was really strange to see. Um, but he, he played well down the stretch. Um, that final drive was a huge amount of that was him. Um, made some good throws. Made some good throws to Dulcich, um, to Phillips. Um, so, you know, once again, I think... Uh, you can kind of see what you want to see there. Um, I think that's been kind of the tenor of the board on Dorian Thompson Robinson, which is those who are, um, you know, predisposed to think he's uh, very, very good uh, will get that from that second half. And I think those who are predisposed to think that he has some significant flaws will get that from that first half. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think that's just going to be the nature of uh, his gameplay. Um, but once again, I think statistically he's going to end up with a pretty nice stat line, including a couple of touchdown runs. Um, defensively, UCLA was really really good uh, for the vast majority of this game. Um, they were just they basically got hit with a few explosive plays, each of which went a really long way. Um, you know, there were two kind of just very long touchdown catches. But for the most part, like down to down, play to play, I thought the defense actually did a pretty good job of stopping Stanford's efficiency. Um, they couldn't run the ball at all, which, you know, you might have thought so anyway, because they were down to basically run one running back for this game. But they held them down really well. Um, and then, uh, honestly, they were disrupting Canner McKee really, really well at the beginning of the game. It was just a matter of um, they, they were eventually going to break a, a break one open. Um, because their receivers are pretty good. UCLA's secondary isn't very good, and the pressure just wasn't going to consistently get home. So it was essentially kind of what I thought would be the case. It's just it wasn't even as effective as that. Like, I thought Stanford would have had one or two more scores in them, and they didn't. Um, Like, in that first quarter especially, UCLA was just making McKee look really bad. Um, The pressure just, he was inaccurate when he even had time to throw. Um, Carl Jones had an amazing game in this game. I don't know if we have accurate tackle stats, but it felt like he had, yeah, right now it's listing as five tackles for the game. Um, the impact on the game was much greater than that. Uh, he played, I think one of his best games, um, in a UCLA uniform. Quantrez Knight was all over the place. Um, Caleb Johnson noticed him a ton. Uh, and it was nice to see Otito Bonia play a ton again on the inside. I, I think that probably helped the, uh, defensive line a ton. Uh, Daytona Jackson was really good, especially late. I mean, that that sack he had on uh, Stanford's last drive um, was obviously huge uh, to prevent really any life. Um, you know, nobody, none of you, come on, let's be real. None of you wanted to see Stanford score with like a minute to go. And even having to convert an onside kick, you're like, no, we're not we're not finding out a new way for Stanford to win these games weirdly. Um so that was all good. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was, um, y- you know, if you take out all of the like um, rhythm of the game stuff, um, it sort of went the way you would have thought. Um, UCLA was able to run the ball at will, which you would have guessed looking at Stanford's run defense. And Stanford was able to get some things in the passing game, which you would have guessed looking at the respective strength of uh, their passing game versus the uh, UCLA secondary. Um, uh, you know, aside from it being a, randomly 21-21 game in the fourth quarter, uh, it went about what you expected to be. Um, UCLA looks like the better team. They look like the better team. Stanford does not look like the absolute disaster 
Um, I thought they were going to be, but they don't look very good. Um, and their defense is going to be a major problem for them the entire year. Um, but this is, so uh, I think from like a bigger picture standpoint, you might've worried that there would be a little bit of a hangover effect after um, losing that Fresno state game um, in kind of devastating fashion. But uh, really there wasn't uh, UCLA um, held it together very, very well. Um, and all things considered, um, you know, they're now three and one, uh, one and oh in conference play. Uh, they just won a game that, I mean, I would have, I had it pegged as a win in the preseason um, because Stanford's bad, but um, they're better than that. They look like probably one of the top three teams in the North, um, at least at this juncture. So in that light, um, it's a good one and oh. It's not like they just beat Arizona. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any narratives to be written about UCLA right now that are definitive, um, except to say that they are not, they're clearly not bad. Um, uh, I think clearly um, pretty good. And we'll see what Fresno State ends up looking like. They had their own weird hangover game against UNLV, um, but Jake Hayner once again looked like a monster. Um, so maybe Fresno State turns out to be really good. Maybe that one looks like, at the end of the day, a pretty good loss, um, and UCLA gets through conference play at some, you know, relatively elite record. You know, they could be 7-2 and two at the end of conference play, and then, you know, 9-3, and three, or, you know, potentially even better than that. But, um, the, yeah, I think you look at this, and it's still obvious that UCLA has a, a very good chance to win the South, um, which, no duh, they're 1-0, and and they're one game into conference play. But, uh, you know, I know there were a lot of uh, doomsayers um, after that Fresno State game. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was a three-point loss um, to what may turn out to be a very good team. So I think there's reason to be optimistic after that game. I think there's obviously some issues um, that, you know, still need to be cleaned up. <laughs> Not to sound like Chip Kelly. I don't think the secondary can be super cleaned up. I think they're just going to they're going to give up plays this year. And it's just, you know, they, they, they're going to take their lumps on that end um, and hope that they can get home. Uh, in this game, they were able to. Uh, in other games, they might not be able to. And in those games, they're going to have to count on the offense to win a shootout. In this game, I think the offense, um, if it had truly been into shootout territory, I think UCLA might have been in trouble. But the defense was able to get home enough to do, you know, enough. Uh, but, you know, UCLA left some points on the board, which is a shocking thing to say about an offense that scored 35 points. But once again, I would say this is an offense not operating at peak performance. Um, it's a very, very good scheme. Um, Chip Kelly's done a very good job putting it together. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, still, they're still missing a few things, um, you know, just missing a few throws or missing a few calls or whatever. The offensive line, I don't think, was excellent in this game. Um, so to score 35 points with all of that being true, um, I think it's a testament to the scheme and, and um, you know, play calling and everything that's in place. So anyway, I'm going to stop babbling so I can start writing. Um, UCLA's 3-1. There you go. They beat Stanford. Woohoo! Talk to you later.